Hey, y'all, we're back. I've been busy the past couple days. I do volunteer work for the sheriff's office, and we do traffic at a uh, church uh, food drive. They're giving away free food and taking care of people, and I think that's a beautiful thing these days. Plus, today I went out to Buddy Jimmy's house, and we're shooting some guns and talking, and, and some guy was selling a bunch of stuff, so I scored on some powder, some some uh, 45, uh, 44 Magnum uh, bullets. I, I just got this box in there. I still got to go through. There's all kinds of stuff in there. And plus the mustache of wisdom mark is coming over here in a little bit because I'm out of three, uh, 44 Magnum brass. and So I bribed his ass with a bowl of English shepherd's pie with HP fruity sauce on top. So he's bringing me all the free brass. See, all you could do is just get creative and you can... Uh, barter and get, get what you need anyway let's talk about a rifle that i had uh, many years ago and, and i uh i liked it it was nice but it just wasn't for me but anyway it was a dragon off and uh the dragon off sniper rifle is a semi-automatic uh, design uh marksmanship rifle anyway it's chambered in 762 by 54 russian and it was developed in the soviet union the uh, Dragunov was designed as a squad support weapon since, uh, according to Soviet and Soviet-derived uh, military doctrines, the long-range engagement ability was lost to ordinary troops when submachine guns and assault rifles, which are optimized for close-range and medium-range rapid-fire combat. That's when those guys were adopted. Anyway, it was developed in 1957 through 1963, and selected as a winner of the contest that included three competing, competing groups of designers. That was led by Sergei Simonov, Alexander Kostimanov, and uh, Yevgeny Dragunov. Uh, extensive field testing of the rifles conducted in a wide range of environmental conditions resulting in Dragunov's proposal being accepted into service on the 3rd of July, 1963. An initial pre-production batch consisting of 200 rifles was assembled for evaluation purposes. And from 1964, serial production was carried out by Ishmash, uh, later called Kalishnikov Concern. Uh, since then, the Dragunov has become the standard squad support weapon of several countries, including those of the former Warsaw Pact. Uh, China produced an unlicensed copy of the SVD through reverse engineering samples captured during the Sino-Vietnamese War as the Type 79 and Type 85. Iran also produced a clone called the Nakshmir uh, 3, which was a direct copy of the Chinese Type 79. The Dragunov semi-automatic gas-operated rifle with a short-stroke gas piston system. The barrel breech is locked through a rotating bolt, that would be left-hand rotation, by the way, and uses three locking lugs to engage the corresponding locking recesses in the barrel extension. The rifle has a manual two-position gas regulator. Now, uh, this gas regulator meters a portion of the combustion gases fed to the action in order to cycle the weapon and sets the recoil velocity of the gas piston system. The gas regulator can be set with the help of the rim of the, the cartridge. You know, use it like a coin on there. And uh, the normal position, number one, leaves the gas escape port open from the form of a, uh, opened in the form of a hole in, uh, that lets some combustion gas escape during cycling. Now, position two closes the gas escape port and directs extra combustion gas 
to the piston, increasing the recoil velocity of the gas piston system and felt recoil. Very simple. Turn it to position one, makes it easy to shoot, no recoil hardly, or turn it to two and whoop ass. Anyway, it, uh, it is used for when the rifle uh, does not re uh, reliably cycle due to carbon fouling buildup in the gas port. Uh, that's when shooting in extreme cold or uh, cold weather or high altitude and um, using low-powered ammunition. So that seems to be a pretty good way to wear it. Purely mechanical, can't fail. Anyway, after discharging the last cartridge from the magazine, the bolt carrier and bolt are held back on, the, on a bolt catch that rele is released by pulling a, or cocking handle to the rear. The uh, rifle has a hammer strike striking mechanism and a manual safety lever. Uh, the firing pin is a free-floating type, and as a result, some soft primered ammunition had the reputation of causing a slam fire event. Thus, military-grade ammunition with priors confirmed to be properly seated is recommended for the Dragunov and its variants. This appears to have solved the slam fire issue, and the rifle's receiver is machined uh, to provide additional accuracy and torsional strength. The Dragunov receiver bears a number of similarities to the AK action such as the large dust cover, iron sights, and safety lever selector. But these similarities are primarily cosmetic in nature because the Dragunov uses a short stroke action as opposed to the long stroke operating mechanism of the AK. These cosmetic similarities can lead to a miscategorization of the Dragunov as an AK variant. The barrel, have you ever noticed their guns all look alike in oil? Anyway. That's just thought. Anyway, the barrel profile is relatively thin to save weight. As in bore, is the bore's chrome line to, for increasing corrosion resistance and features a four right-hand grooves. In the uh, late 60s, uh, the twist rate was uh, 1 in 12 and 6 inches. And during the second 70s, the twist rate was increased to 1 in 9 and 4 inches, uh, which reduced the accuracy of the fire with the sniper cartridges by 19%. This adaption was done in order to facilitate the use of tracer and armor-piercing incendiary rounds, uh, since the bullet types require a faster twist rate for adequate stabilization. Anyway, the muzzle is equipped with a permanently affixed long-slotted flash hider, a front sight, and a bayonet lug, which is uh, pinned at the forward end of the barrel. The rifle is fed from a detachable curved box magazine with a 10-round capacity and cartridges that are double-stacked in a stacker zigzag pattern. The rifle features mechanically adjustable backup iron sights with a sliding tangent rear sight. The uh, iron sight line can be adjusted from 100 to 1,200 meters. That would be 109 to 1,312 yards or a 100-meter, that would be 109-yard increments. The iron sights can be used uh, with or without the standard-issue optical sight in place. Uh, this is possible because the scope mount does not block the area between the front and rear sights. The Dragunov is issued with a quick-detachable PSO-1 optical sight. The PSO-1 sight, a total length of uh, 375 millimeters with a lens cover and a sunshade, four power uh, magnification and six degree field of view, mounts to a pri 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 proprietary side mount. If, 
a Warsaw Pact rail that does not block the view of the iron sight line. The uh, PSO-1 sight includes a variety of features, such as a bullet drop compensation, BTC, elevation adjustment knob, and an illuminated rangefinder grid that can be used up to 1,000 meters or 1,094 yards, a reticle that enables target acquisition in low light conditions, as well as an infrared charging system that can be used as a passive detection system. The current version of this site is uh, the PSO-1M2. The telescopic site is different from the original PSO-1 in that it lacks the low obsolete infrared uh, detector. The uh, PSO-1 site enables the uh, area targets to be engaged at ranges up to 1,300 meters, that would be 1,422 yards, and effective ranges in combat situations have, a stated, uh, have been stated at between 600 and 1,300 meters or 656 to 1,422 yards. Now, that's depending on the nature of the target, point or area target, quality of ammunition, and the skill of the shooter. <laughs> this gets to be interesting shit when you get to reading about these guns, these Russian things. Several military issue alternative telescopic sites with varying levels of magnification and reticles are available for the Dragonaut. The rifles designed the SVDN come equipped with a night sight such as the uh, NSP3, NSPU, PGN1, NSPUM, or the Polish passive PCS5. Rifles designated SVDN1 can use the passive night sight uh, NSPU3, and rifles designated SVDN2 can use the passive night sight NSPUM. Get that? Anyway, commercial non-military issue mounts that attach to the Warsaw Pack rail mount will allow the Picatinny rail-based aiming optics. The Dragunov has, been, has a vented two-piece wooden handguard gas tube cover and a skeletonized wooden thumbhole stock equipped with a detachable cheek rest. The latter is removed when using iron sights. Newer production models feature synthetic furniture made from black polymer. The handguard and the gas tube cover are more or less identical in appearance, while the thumbhole stock is of a different shape. The barrel is semi-free-floated since it's connected to a spring-loaded mechanism to the handguard or slash gas tube cover, so the handguard can move with the barrel during firing. The precision, for precision shooting, specifically designed sniper cartridges are used. They're developed by V.M. Sabelinov, P.P. Sazanov, and V.M. Dvorinov. You get that? Okay, my Russian sucks, so you just got to bear with me here. Anyway, the, the uh, proprietary 7N1 load has a steel jacketed projectile with an air pocket, a steel core, and a lead knocker in the base for maximum terminal effect. The S. N1 was replaced in 1999 by the SN14 round. The SN14 round is a new load developed for the SVD. It consists of a 151 grain projectile that travels at the some 830 meters per second, but has a sharp hardened steel core projectile. The rifle can also fire standard 762x54 Russian 
and uh, with either conventional tracer or armor-piercing incendiary rounds. Russian military has established accuracy standards, accuracy standards rather, that the SVD and its corresponding sniper-grade ammunition have to meet. Manufacturers must perform firing tests to check if the rifles and sniper-grade ammunition fulfill these standards. To comply with the standards, the SVD rifle with the SN1 sniper cartridges may not produce more than 1 in 24 MOA, extreme vertical speed with uh, uh, 240-millimeter twist-rate barrels and no more than 1.04 MOA extreme vertical spread with 320-millimeter twist-rate barrels. When using standard-grade 57N323S cartridges, the accuracy of the SVD is reduced to 2.21 moments, uh, moment of aim, extreme vertical spread. The uh, extreme vertical spread for the SVD is established by shooting fi a five-shot group at 300 meters. The accuracy requirements demanded uh, of the SVD with sniper-grade ammunition are similar to the American M24 sniper weapon system with the M118SB cartridges. That's a 1 in 18 MOA extreme vertical spread. With the M110 semi-automatic sniper system with the M118 left-hand uh, LR ammunition, that's a 1 in 27 MOA extreme vertical spread. Now, did you get all that? The number of accessories are provided with this rifle, including a blade-type bayonet, AKM clipped point, or the AK-74 spear point bayonet. What do you need a, a bayonet on a sniper weapon for? I, don't get that. Anyway, four spare magazines, a leather or a nylon sling, a magazine pouch, cleaning kit, and an accessory maintenance kit for the telescopic site. Also included is a cold weather battery case with uh, a shirt clip with a permanently attached cord approximately 24 inches long, ending with another battery case cap that has an extension to press against an external internal contact in lieu of the battery to be complete in circuit. Placing the external battery case into the shooter's clothing close to the body keeps it from freezing. Uses a clip ensures that it remains in place. The clamp-style bipod attaches to the mach uh, machined out reliefs near the front end of the receiver, and it literally grabs the two cutout areas and securely mounts with a large round-sized head on the clamp bolt uh, able to be tightly attached to the bipod. The legs are individually adjustable as uh, opposed to the fixed length found on many rifles with the and LMGs and can be folded and stowed in the forward position negating the need to remove the uh, bipod before placing a rifle into a canvas carrying bag. The uh, two legs are held together with a J-shaped clamp attached to one leg and swung over the other and uh, original Soviet-slash-Russian SVD bipods fetch a very high price when they uh, rarely come on the market. Now, there's commercial variants of the uh, Dragunov, and they also serve as the basis of several hunting rifles. The, uh, in 1962, the State Armory of Izvenik, uh developed the uh, Medved, or Bear, rifle, initially chambered in the first 9x53, and... Uh, Later, in uh, 7.62 by 5.1 NATO, or 5, uh, 3.08, uh, 
And that, those were for export. In the early uh, 70s, Ismanek introduced the Tiger hunting rifle with a uh, fixed thumbhole stock without the cheek piece. They were originally produced individually, but since 1992, they've been made serially in batches. Today, they are available with shortened uh, uh, barrels and full length. Now, the shortened barrel is 522 uh, 20 millimeters, and the long barrel is 620. Now, different stocks, including the SVDS-style folding stock, and uh, they're also chambered in 762 by 54 Russian, 308 Winchester, 30-06, and 9.3 by, uh, by 64 uh, Brennicky. That's an interesting gun. It's a lot of mouthful, too. But anyway, if you want to pick up a good one, nowadays they go anywhere between $1,700 and $2,200-ish. So check one out. It's, it, I had one. It was interesting. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Russian guns, but some people are. I'm not putting them down. It's just that it's not my cup of tea, so to speak. But anyway, if you've got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, you can feel free to drop me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke. All lowercase, please. Until the next time, I'll be looking to see you, and y'all take care.